Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey guys, and welcome to Five Yard Rush, your fantasy football podcast. Now here's your hosts, Stocks and Sparks. Two days to go, football's back! <laughs> that is one hell of an exciting Sparky. Welcome into the Five Yard Rush fantasy football podcast, guys. It's your host, I'm here with your boy Sparky. I'm here. I'm Stocksy. and we are stoked for football season. It's literally within touching distance now. It's, it's so close, Sparky, man. Yep, I wish we had a beat machine because there's not enough words to describe how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> so we'll throw out the admin straight away. Don't forget to find us on, you know, we're on all, all, excuse me, all socials now. It's at Five Yard Rush, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, Twitter's been pretty busy this week as well. Yeah, I've, I've been poor with Insta again, apologies. We're going we're gonna to try and start a little YouTube into the season. We're going to do some live videos and stuff just to... Yep. Get excited for the season. We're going to hopefully maybe do some, uh, once my wife has given birth to my child, maybe Sparky and I are going to hit one of the games up. So we'll do some videos and stuff like that, yep. which is going to be pretty good. Um, yeah, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. Yep. I think we're pretty much there. Yeah, thanks for downloads this week. It's been mental. Yes. Much appreciated. It's gone off. We've had our first Down Under download as well yeah. from Australia, which is uh, pretty Kenya, sick. Norway, States, Canada, Sweden, Slovenia. We're truly, truly out there now. As with each week, surreal. We, yeah, it is. It's mad. It's like, I can't believe it. So, if you've listened for the last couple of weeks, we've been doing a beer review. And <laughs> I this don't know week, why, but 
Seems like a good idea at the time. Yeah, so this week's beer is from Marston's and it's their Pedigree Amber Ale. Now, Sparky didn't know I was buying this, but as soon as he walked in, he was pretty stoked. Said it was a decent beer. And I have to. Well, he's got half a bottle gone and we're, well, we're two minutes into the pod, so the end of the pod could be interesting. But no, it's nice. It's pretty smooth, drinkable. Not sure what it'd be like warm being an ale. It wouldn't be bad, I don't think, but he's shaking his head. Cold's the way forward, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm enjoying it. So. Yeah, if I start to slow at the engine, you know why? It's pretty mainstream, I imagine. Marston's are a large brewery. As soon as you yeah. work in a few breweries. Yeah, yeah, they've got thousands of pubs. Right, there you go. So, yeah, big big beer company. Not quite as crafty as we like. Right. Breaking news on the Twitter front. Okay, go, go. Stuart wants to know if he's in the draft. <laughs> what is he talking about? Go on the ESPN app and see your team. Mate, you're taking the mick. Oh, you're, you're so up. Right, Stuart. Just for that, can we change his name? Can we yeah. just like, fill him, um, pick his roster for him? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, there's definitely a team Grig, and it's not your sister, so you're in there, mate. Uh, you can reply if you want. Uh, we're going to change your name to something completely horrendous. We'll come yeah. up with it in the pod, but or let us know what you think it should be. Yeah, so we'll take notes on that. That's not relevant if you don't know what we're talking about. So tonight is the five yard rush, listen league draft. It's about as close as you can get to the regular season. It's, it's pretty late, but we don't want any more injuries taking place. Which we've got some coming up in the news. Sad stuff. Uh, on a little side note, we took part in the Epsom League redraft draft last night. Uh, Sparky and I smashed it as per usual. Yeah. Represent the five yard rush. Yeah, I cannot fail to see how we don't make the final. Yeah, I know. But we'll, <laughs> so, yeah, come at us, Epsom, what you got? So, we better move on to the news. Uh, there's no musical drop this week because we're still learning how to use it. I apologise. But, on to the news. Sparky, what we got? News? Uh, should we start with the Bears? Yeah, well, but it's, apart from an injury, it's pretty much the biggest bit of news this week. Yeah. So the Bears have acquired Khalil Mack in exchange for two first rounds, I think. Good business. I, I don't think the Bears have got a top 15 pick in the next two, three years now. They took a second. Did they? They got a second from the Raiders. Oh, well, that's top 32, though. Not. Oh, yeah. It's not, not a fantasy draft. It's no, a real no. life. Yeah, but yeah. even so, they've got a second. And... You know, adding Khalil Mack to that already young D is a sick move. Their offense could be potent this year, and now they've got a good D. I've moved them up to seventh in my DST rankings, which was a big move from fifteenth. They were slowly climbing up anyway preseason, but just the addition of Mack pushes them over the edge. You don't want to start on week one because they're playing Aaron Rodgers, and I wouldn't draft them. But if you're streaming DSTs, they they got some good matchups. I know their quarterback strengths of schedule is actually second to easiest or. Fourth easiest, sorry. In the, according to fantasypros.com, yeah, their strength for schedule is pretty easy. So their DST should have a decent a decent run of things as well. So if, you are gonna, if you're in a deep league and you're going to pick up a DST, the Bears are not a bad shout because people are sleeping on them. So go grab your Bears. Next bit of news, a uh, bit sadder. Jerry McKinnon, obviously everyone knows, <laughs> everybody knows this already, but Jerick McKinnon tore his ACL in non-contact training this week. The last rep of training as well. Yeah, it, it couldn't have been any closer to finishing. I, such a shame considering his big free agent acquisition. Who are we looking to now then, Sparky, in the backfield there? What do you reckon? Breda. Yeah, Matt Breda. And the rumour has it he's been taking first-team snaps all week. Well, yeah, just sleep it up. Just gave us some news there, and apparently he's taking first-team reps in practice. Obviously, they've got Alfred Morris as well. Yep. And he is more of a first. I think he's only averaged four receptions a year in his career so far, so he's not a catcher. But Breda's 
one of the most athletic running backs in the league. I actually heard today that his name's Breda, not Breda, like Breda, as opposed to, I don't, I don't know, but anyway, so whatever that means. Is that a Britism? It, well, no, it could be, it could be. Uh, it was an American podcast I was listening to, so we'll call him Breda for... Yeah, for well, I've got him. Thank the Lord. Yeah, so of the two, I think he's probably the more likely to be a fantasy star. Him Yay! and Alfred Morris. I've, <laughs> as soon as Alfred Morris, I got up at half past four Saturday morning for work, and I saw the Jared McKinnon news. So I, in my sort of however many leagues I had available at the time, I went searching for Morris, and I picked him up in all but three leagues. Mm. I think just the discrepancy in time meant he was still available. And I wish I picked Braden up, Brader, sorry, up now because I think he is a lot more likely to be the decent running back option and fantasy there and then a couple of quarter starting quarterbacks your boy Carson Wentz isn't starting week one Nick Foles has got the job how do you think that's going to go against the Falcons he hasn't done very well pre-season no um, Fal- well I, you know, I think the, I think the Falcons will win now do you yeah yeah I can say I think they will too um, we've got a Falcon in our Sort of waiver pickup section in a little bit. We're going to do an early waiver pickup. Most people, most of these are going to be speculative grabs, just in case they go off week one and you haven't got to do a waiver battle for them. Yeah. So false starts. I, you know, it's obviously a downgrade on Carson Wentz. Yep. Do you get playoff Nick Foles or do you get preseason Nick Foles? It's a fairly yeah. big toss up. I've got Nick Foles actually in our kickers matter super flex league I picked him up because Josh Allen got dropped which annoyed me so I have to start Nick Foles which is irritating <laughs> so let's hope that's a huge gun slinging game and then the Bills have decided who their week one quarterback's going to be Yeah, and they've gone with the five interception Nathan Peterman now Sparky and I were talking about this off air earlier and they've done this we think to protect Josh Allen because their starting schedule is oh, that- I mean, Absolutely even if you wrote brutal. out the cruelest of, like for the whole season as well, the cruelest schedule yep. for fixtures, you would struggle to come up with a tougher fixture list than what the Bills have this season. Yeah, I mean, their O-line is terrible as well, so they're not going to give either quarterback the time under centre he needs. It's not going to help Shady. They've got no one to throw to. <laughs> Kelvin Benjamin's their one, but he's not exactly a not stud. Uh, yeah, week one against the Ravens, they are at home, but... Fire up your Ravens just everywhere. Uh, they're, they're the most expensive defence in DST this week, and it's not. I pay for them. It's not. There's not a, different, a lot of difference between them and fifth place. So pay for your Ravens in DST, in uh, your daily fantasy. DFS, sorry, because they're going to absolutely destroy the Bills. They then move on to the Chargers, away at the Chargers, and that's not a friendly matchup either. And then they are home to the Vikings. So. Hey. Peterman or Allen, it doesn't matter. If you've got the Vikings or Chargers, your first three weeks are just... It doesn't get any better after that, though. No, no, they then, they've then got the Packers, so they've got Aaron Rodgers torching their defence, so they're going to have to throw it. Then they've got a slight week off at the Titans. They then, have, they then host the Texans, week off, home to the Colts, the Patriots, Bears. Then they get the Jets. Then the Jags, Dolphins, Jets. It gets easier after they face the Jags. Yeah. They get the Dolphins, Jets... Lions, Patriots, Dolphins to finish the season. But I don't think you'll be starting there. There's every chance they could be 0-10, 0-9 there. Before before they've even thought about their season. uh, (laughs) No, thank you. So that's that's pretty much all the news we've got. There's probably some more stuff out there, but we thought we'd do an early week week one waiver pickup show. Now, because 
these guys are going to be ads that by now, if you haven't drafted, congratulations, these are some late round steals possibly. If you have drafted and you've got someone you're not really happy with, then go ahead and grab these guys because we think they're going to be decent week one plays or they're going to go off week one and then you're going to have to spend a stupid amount of fab or use up an early waiver claim on them just because they were sitting around. Yeah, so we are here to help. We try and make life easier for you. Um, the other thing is, of course, if you've had a bit of a, a mare of a draft, you're not happy with your side. Like I've got one team I'm not pretty, not very happy with, but more just down to options and what was available at the time. You know that is the way it goes sometimes. Like you can plan all you like, but like say if you had like a 12 team draft and the first eight you're say, say pick nine and everyone is doing the same thing as you, like going running back early, then all of a sudden you've got nothing. This might be a chance. Take a little, a little, <laughs> try and take some ground back. Because, uh, you know, you could be struggling or whatever. Absolutely. But, you know, hopefully it will help a few of you. I hope it helps me as well, because I've got one particular team that's uh, struggling slightly. I'm not very confident in. So, without further ado... Well, let's... I think we should start... You, yeah, start something like that. Like let's get on with it. <laughs> yeah, let's get on with it. Uh, so I think, Once again, in no particular order, well, apart from the list I have in front of me... Well, I think the list starts with a pretty good order, if I'm honest. Yeah, we should start with the Steelers because of everything that's going on. You, well, I suppose we should have put in the news, really. Yep. Uh, that someone didn't turn up for work. <laughs> yeah, so who didn't turn up for work? Uh, Le'Veon Bell. He did not turn up for work. No. Therefore, Bad boy. Therefore, go and grab James Connor off of the waivers. Yeah, can't make it any simpler than that. No, I, I, I don't think he was drafted. Um, and if he was, then I think, you know... He was very late. People would have picked him up as a speculative ad. But now, if Le'Veon Bell doesn't turn up for week one work, James Connor automatically, I think he becomes a top six running back. Cleveland only gave up 3.4 yards a carry to running backs, which was number one in the league last year. They went 0-16 and gave up the least yards per game oh, to running wow. backs. Yeah. yeah, Some stat for you there, guys. And but then you can't mean that much if they lost all six. Well, no, but then you just <laughs> threw on them, so you torch them over the top. So, like, uh, yeah, so James Connor, we we think he's going to be pretty good, and if Bell, if he goes off, if James Connor has a game, which he did in preseason, he was really good, you know. And Lev Bell, there's a couple of weeks of contract trouble. Yeah. Do, do they then just say to Bell, "Well, that's it. See you later, James Connor. You're our man this season." Wow. Yeah, you know, I've, stranger things have happened at sea. Yeah, that's very true, and then I'm sure, but I'm sure on the flip side. Bell does not want to be wasting his, like, he's in his prime. Everyone knows that the shortage of good running backs and the uh, the very limited lifespan they have as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is in his prime, but he's almost, at, say, is he at the peak? Is he just passing the peak? We don't quite know, I suppose, no. but it's very close to it. it must, I think, was he 26, isn't he? Yeah, something, yeah I think he is 26. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so James Connor, I think he must be number one. So, is he a rookie? Is he sophomore? It's his second season, I believe. I don't have the information in front of me. Apologies, Rush Nation. Moving on. I was just trying to sound knowledgeable. Well, good try. I'll try hard. <laughs> try hard. More good, better luck on second down. And yeah, talking of seconds, Geronimo Allison is our. I, I just, he's. Let me drag up his ADP. He's going as like the 200 and something pick in standard drafts. Right, so who's in front of him? So, 
We should point out that Geronimo Allison is a Green Bay wide receiver. Yeah. Because you and I went through this list earlier and you didn't know some of the players where they played or what position. So it see it helps you guys out if we tell you who they are as opposed to just the name. Yeah. So Geronimo, Geronimo Allison is a wide receiver for Green Bay. Currently third on the list, I would suggest, behind Devontae Adams, who is locked in as their one, and Randall Cobb, who is their two. Now, Mike Lombardi has said that Randall Cobb is up for trade. He's on the trade bait. And I think even if he's not traded, he could get cut. And he's in a walking boot, I think, at the moment. And he's got all mm-hmm. sorts of issues. He might not be in a walking boot, but he's definitely, you know, he's, he's, he's definitely nursing some issues, shall we say. So for Geronimo Allison to be the 230th odd running back off the board, I just think, not running back, sorry, overall. Sparky was fired up there to interject, but I saved myself. Yeah, well played. Thank you, sir. Uh, I just, yeah, he's going at 205 overall. So I think if you can grab him and he's Aaron Rodgers number two for the rest of the season, don't let him go off week one because he'll be a sort of 70 out of $100 waiver claim on Fab and, and you just don't want that to happen. I think if you can get him, you can get him in the 12th, 13th, 14th round, two rounds before DST and kicker, just go crazy. I, Sparky and I, talking of DSTs, Last night in our draft, we we picked up DSTs a couple of rounds before the end, just because of the way they were. People were falling off the board. DSTs were clearly going to go late, so we got our pick of the crop essentially. I think the Vikings, Rams, and Jags Jags had gone, but otherwise the next five were all serviceable, and we decided that we were going to grab them because it made sense. And it also helped. We got some good depth on our. our the hardest thing we can have with that league is picking our starting eleven. Yeah, I would say starting eleven, so to speak. More like starting six because it's such a short. Yeah, it's just your standard quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, tight end, flex. Yeah, I don't like it personally. Yeah, well, you know, it's not our league. We're, yeah. we're just participants, so we have to go with the flow, as it were. So, yeah, DST, we, I mean, it, yeah, John and Allison grabbed the boy. Since, seeing as we were talking about Green Bay, should we talk about Jordy Nelson? What about him? So, the Raiders have just cut Martavius Bryant. And I imagine the NFL are going to do the same on some sort of drug, yada yada. Oh um, yeah, of course, yeah. So Martavis, Jordy Nelson suddenly becomes a viable receiver. Now, is he washed up? Is he? Uh, he's too. Is he too old to play the game? The first three games of last season suggest not. Obviously, Derek Carr is no. He's no Aaron Rodgers, but he becomes the wide receiver too, and he's good in the red zone. Will Amari Cooper be the red zone man? There's a good chance. But Jordy Nelson now becomes a viable late round pick, I think, with Martavius gone. It's probably going to increase a bit of low for Jared Cook as well, there. Yeah, but we talked about but Jared Cod. Jared Cook. Cod. Cod. <laughs> Jared Cod. Yeah. We should start calling him that. He should, that should be his nickname. Bring we, out the Cod. Bring out the Cod. We, <laughs> <laughs> we, we've talked about how he's only a between the 20s guy. So does, that, does he suddenly become a red zone guy? Who knows? But yeah, I I think Jordy Nelson. I I didn't want him. I turned him down to trade this week, but that was before Martavius got cut. Oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I think who did I get instead? Maybe Gallup or Ridley. I took a rookie oh, instead, so I did all right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Josh was a little bit smashed the other day in our red zone for OG bit, league. Oh, the trades were ridiculous. I managed to squeeze the juice out of him a, a little <laughs> bit more than he would normally like to. So cheers, Josh. Um. So yeah, Jordy Nelson, he could, like Sparky said, if you're not pleased with your team, 
go swapping for someone you're not pleased with. Who's next? Uh, Corey Clement. Mm-hmm. Now, as we all know, he says, looking at the notes, he's a running back for the Eagles. <laughs> uh, why have you put him on this list? So, obviously, Jai, there's no LeGarrant Blunt anymore no. in Philly, so he's gone. Expect Jai to get most of the goal line work. And probably the first... And they're going to use running back by committee there. They did last season, so why would stuff change now? There's no reason for it to change. Yeah. But there's no bludgeoner, Legarrett Blunt. So I think Jai will get most of the goal line work. The trouble with Jai is he's got no cartilage in his knees. And he's currently banged up a little bit. Mm. So I think with that in mind, Corey Clement will be the next one up. Darren Spoles, yeah, he might get a bit of work. But he's old. And he's only a third down back, really. So, Corey Clement is going undrafted in quite a lot of leagues. And if J.H.I. does get injured, which, let's face it, there's a fair chance, Corey Clement is next man up and could be he could be a fantasy star. You know, you're talking running back two, easy, because the Eagles are just that good. They'll score points. Yep, definitely. And, he, and, you know, he had a good Super Bowl. He had an absolute peach of a Super Bowl, Corey Clement. And he just showcased his talent. So, I really, really think he could be and if Ajayi is rubbish not just injured but there is a good chance Ajayi Ajayi isn't you know when he was at Dolphins a couple of his games were 300 yard games and that padded his stats so much so Corey Clement just could just overtake him in the in the depth chart anyway so I really like him yeah now on to Anthony Miller Anthony Miller well it kind of goes hand in hand with just the Bears offence yeah is Everyone is, you know, everyone is saying he's going to be so good this year. Will he be? They've got obviously Alan Robinson from the Jags as their one. He's going to be the alpha dog. Yeah. But he hasn't played in preseason. I don't think, to my knowledge. I imagine he's learnt the playbook because he's you know, he's a veteran now. He's a professional. But will he be the man he was in 2015 when he had 1,400 yards? I just, I, we nobody knows. Nobody knows. His 2016 season wasn't any good. Last year was written off of the ACL. They've paid him the money to be the one. He's got the skills to be the one, but will he be the one? Who knows? So, Anthony Miller. Oh, I know where he went to college as well. I heard it today. That's really annoying. I can't remember. I'm not going to make myself sound like a fool. But he, he's got the skill set to be the one in Chicago. Now, Trey Burton hurts his value a little. Memphis. Memphis. Oh, that, yeah. Oh, damn it. Um, <laughs> so, of course I knew that. <laughs> Adam Shaheen's injury makes Trey Burton, you know, a weekly play. He is an absolute lock. But at the same time, Trey Burton in the Matt Nagy offense takes away from Anthony Miller's points total a bit, I think. But then if he is the one and he's going late, Anthony Miller, I know he's definitely a dynasty pickup. People have got him everywhere and in deeper leagues he will go. But in a in a ten, maybe twelve team league, he's gonna be a late round, grab Anthony Miller, because he could be a one. Yeah, and it's exactly the same with our next boy. Oh, Calvin Ridley. Yep, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, well, Falcons. We are expecting much better things from the offense this year because they were, let's be honest, absolutely rubbish last year. Yeah, positive regression has to come, even if it's just to the mean. Just return to where they normally play to. Matt Ryan is. He's also a draft steal. He's not on our list because I imagine he's been drafted. But we 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 think that Calvin Ridley. He's probably the most po- pro ready wide receiver to come out of college lines up opposite Julio Jones and when you're lining up opposite Julio Jones Julio Jones is going to get the cover corner work everybody 
who is going to target the one wide receiver will cover Julio. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. That is a given. So that opens up Calvin Ridley to pretty much... And you wouldn't class... What, what does Sanu do there? What does he bring to the team? Is so he... I think he's like a change of pace slot receiver. I, you know, Don't quote me on that, but from what I understand, he is he's more of the underneath sort of safe hands work, getting your first downs and stuff, whereas Julio can run at any route. And so can Calvin Ridley. He's polished route runner. So I think over the top, inside, the, especially on posts and stuff, those boys will get you. And Sanu offers you an underneath dump off. I just think, especially week one now... For the uh, so week one against the Eagles, Julio Jones will get covered by Ronald Darby. Yeah. Ronald Darby is one of the best corners in the league, yeah. and and on the other side of Ronald Darby is Mills, somebody Mills. Now I should know that. You're Apologies. doing well. No, you're doing pretty well. Yeah, and he is. I think he ran a four six four forty, and Calvin Ridley is a lot faster than that. So. With Darby out the way on Julio, and Calvin Ridley allowed to exploit this Mills fella on the other side, I think he could have been one of the worst corners in the league last year. Mills per target, I think right. he gave up the most targets. And yeah, if you're going to give Ridley a chance to go over the top or you know slants or comebacks and stuff, just keep him. It's not like he's going to block him at the yard at the line of scrimmage because if he gets past him, he's gone. So yeah. he's got to give him that. He's got to give him a buffer and see him back. And then when he does. You know those the comebacks and the curls, even the outside posts and stuff. They're going to be, they're going to be available all day. So Calvin Ridley, pick him up week one because if he goes off one, you're not going to be able to afford him. Yeah. Who's next, bruh? Chris Godwin, another wide receiver. Another wide receiver at the Bucks. Now we haven't really talked much about them. No. At all. Is that just because we're genuinely not expecting too much from them? I, I have no faith in their offense. I must be honest. So. Their front seven now is pretty good. They drafted Vita Vea, and Murphy's going to absolutely murder me here. Probably somebody else as well added to their line, which makes their front seven defence pretty good. I'm not sure their cornerbacks are that solid, but they've got Mike Evans, who's like 6'5", 240 pounds wide receiver. He's an athlete. I don't know if he's... I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he was the greatest skill level. But just his physical presence at six foot five, two hundred and forty five pound or whatever he is, he's a monster, absolute monster, physical freak. Mm. So that initially gives you, you know, jump balls and stuff. Yeah. And you can go up and get them, and you can bully people away from the ball. He's good, obviously. He's a one, but then Chris Godwin, I think, has he's as good as Mike Evans skill wise, and he's not going to. It's exactly the same as we just said with Calvin Ridley. He's not going to see the ones. He's not going to see the corners that are going to shut him out. Right, I see. Um, yeah, I see where you're going with this. Yeah. And, and Chris Godwin, he's, you know, he's pushed out uh, Djax for the second job. Apparently, Murphy, come at me if I'm wrong here, but I think he's now the two with Djax change of pace. Jax is so Deshaun Jackson, I should say. He's lightning fast still. He's old, but he's lightning fast. So for me, I think Goodwin is now the two, and he's got the skills, and he he can run everything. He's got every route under his in his belt. I think he could push Evans for the one. And if you've got a 1A, 1B, that's a good thing as well because then corners start to not shadow and play zone and you can exploit the zone under the middle. So I think Chris Godwin's rise in you know proficiency is only a good thing for the Bucks. The only trouble with that is Jameis Winston is banned for three games, I think. How will Fitzpatrick do in that time? Yeah, that's tricky, isn't it? I don't know. And Rojo as well. They drafted Ronald Jones... Uh, as a running back and he 
he's, he's been pretty poor in the preseason. Uh, my buck sources tell me that actually his targets and stuff were unfair, and the drops he had weren't you know not not exactly his fault. So whether he then Peyton Barber gets to start week one, and then whether Rojo comes into his strength, they most all... people are saying Barber is the one. Barber's the one. Mm. Okay, so From what I've seen, yeah, and 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 that could be true. So draft Rojo if he's falling, this could be a value, yeah. and and grab him because eventually I think he's got the skills to be the starter. Again, Adam, if you're listening, I'm sorry if I got that wrong. Right, we'll move on to the Forty uh, ers because as we've said before, they're now in a bit of a pickle. Yeah, uh, they've lost Jeremy McKinnon. Yep, but they have quite. Capable backup in Matt Breda and Alfred Morris. Uh, say the, the the talk is this week that Breda is getting all the snaps, first team, first team snaps, snaps yeah. yeah, and that he is going to start as the RB one. Yeah. Um, so I do have him in a couple of leagues. Um, most people are picking him up in the late round. To be fair, I don't see him going undrafted. Yeah. I haven't seen. No. So Alfred Morris is actually going ahead of Matt Breda at the moment. Breda, Breda. Really? Sorry. Yeah. And like we said earlier, we think Brady's going to be a bit more... I think he offers more upside, fantasy-wise. Uh, Alfred Morris is good in the Shanahan system. We've seen that before with a 1,000 yards rushing. But he's, he's, he's old now. And they let him go in San Francisco. Um, when, no, Washington, sorry. When he was at Washington, they let him go because he, he, was, he was declining every year in stat. They let him go. So he's clearly not the stud he was in that 1,000-yard season. And Brady offers more upside, we think. So if you can get him later than Alfred Morris, count your chickens and pocket your cash. Well, at the moment, yep, it's going to be hard to get hold of. I think if you're still dro- if you're about to draft, mm. because everyone knows now, yeah. Jeremy McKinnon he's going to be a much higher now, surely. Yeah, yeah, of course. Be interesting to see where McKinnon now goes in dynasty drafts. If you are drafting this late in the dynasty, be interesting to see where he fell to. If he was to go, you know, Darius Geis, are they going to go around the same time now? They're both injured. Who knows? Yeah, Hunter Henry as well. Yeah, Hunter Henry. Although, interestingly, did you see Hunter Henry didn't get put on the IR? He got put on the pup list. Oh, yeah. Which means there's a slight, you know, it just leaves the door open for him to return if he's fit. It just turned out for the Super Bowl, yeah? Well, char- <laughs> you know, the charges, they could get there, so why not? Right. Interestingly enough, I commented on NFL post today about who's going to get to this, who's going to win the Super Bowl, and I said the Vikings, just because I think they're better than they were last year, and they got pretty, you know, yeah, it was real close last year. So I said them. Next up, so you change your mind. Who did I say before? Steelers. You've been saying the Chargers for ages. No, I said the Chargers would get there. <laughs> I just went with. Yeah, I just. It would be one of the two. Right. <laughs> Spread bet. <laughs> right. Uh, Traquan Smith. Yeah. Now the spelling in front of Sparky on his pad is definitely wrong. I'm sure I missed a hyphen. Yeah, there's definitely a hyphen. Um, so who's Trey Smith? Even if I had five goes here, I probably couldn't spell his name right. Uh, he's a wide receiver for the Saints. Yeah, rookie, just been rookie, drafted. Yeah, had a really, really good preseason, and I think he's the two. Now they've got you Cam Meredith. Cam Meredith's probably listed as the two on their depth chart at the moment. Well, according to NFL.com, yes, Trey Smith. That how you spell it? I never <laughs> got that. <laughs> Uh, he's four. He's behind Ted Jim. No, I'll write him off. Yeah? Yeah. I, he's obviously uh-huh. fourth because he's the rookie and they've got Ted Ginn. They've also got Cam Meredith from the Bears who's coming off an injury. 
Michael Thomas is clearly the one there, top tier elite wide receiver. Breeze will throw more this year, and I think Traquan Smith will eventually win out as the two, and he's got the skills as well. No denying that. So I think I don't see Ted Ginn being a threat this year. Meredith, yeah, he's good. Will he be the player he was? Don't know. So Traquan Smith, speculative ad, take a punt on him because he could be a star. I, yeah, I just think the Saints, they could go all the way as well. They're going to have a strong season. Yeah, they look good. Yeah. Right, your old mate, I don't know why I said that, Jordy Nelson. We mentioned him. We did mention him. <laughs> we skipped why is he down the bottom of the list? Because we jumped from Green Bay to him because he was at Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Apologies. All right. Well, he's a wide receiver for the Raiders still. Nothing's changed. Right, now this one. Yes. Antonio Gates, so 38-year-old. Yep. Wide yep. Uh, tight end, he's just... Just signed for the Chargers. Well, re-signed. He, re-signed, he, signed. He retired, didn't he, from the Chargers. And... Right. So, Is that a panic? Should they have traded for someone? No, because Hunter Henry's going to come back. He's quite young still, and started proving himself last year. Yeah, he was alright. I think Antonio Gates, in the last... If you had Antonio Gates in round 15, 16 last year... He would have won some people championship games because he was the tight end one through 15 and 16 last <laughs> year. Hans Henry didn't play, obviously. It, does it matter that he's missed preseason and training camp? No, he's a bit. Yeah, and he's been with Phil Rivers the entirety of his career. Oh, that helps. So they know each other inside out. The playbook won't have changed. It was to say, they haven't got a new head coach, so it's not like someone's going to change it all up that much. No, exactly that. And he's like you said in our Slack chat, he is a safety blanket for Philip Rivers. Now, he's a stash for me. If if they start clicking again, he's not going to be the Antonio Gates of old. That's that's never going to happen. But yeah. if they start clicking again and he catches touchdowns, you know, he only needs 40 yards and a touchdown each week to get your 10 points. And 10 points in your tight end slot isn't bad. It's not going to kill you. It's definitely not going to kill you. So, if he's a top 12, I would not be surprised if he becomes a top 12 tight end this season. Chargers move the chains quite a lot as well. Yeah. So, and, and, and like so we say, PPR. So, yeah, PPR. And he's definitely a safety blanket yeah. for Rivers. So, he's a speculative ad. If you've got room on, if you're talking deep bench, grab him because he could be top 12, especially if you're streaming the position. Yeah. Right. Keenan Cole. Keenan Cole, Jags wide receiver. That. So up until the other day when Marquise Lee got injured, I think he was listed as the fourth wide receiver behind Didi Westbrook and Marquise Lee, as I just mentioned. And am I missing somebody? Who am I missing? Well, the wide receivers at the Jags are Keenan Cole, Didi Westbrook, Dante Moncrief and DJ Chark. So, Chark's the rookie they just drafted. I don't imagine he'll get much ball this season. Dante Moncrief, they signed him for $10 million, which, you know, they paid him a lot of money. He's not actually ever been very good. So, <laughs> and Keenan Cole was electric at the end of last season. He was the wide receiver too, I think, through the last five weeks of the season. I don't have his yardage stats in front of me, but he was fire. Um, the only trouble with that is I heard a stat today that Blake Bortles completion rate over 20 yards is something shocking like 20% or something oh, really? yeah and in the preseason he's not for 21 over 21 yard oh, passes which it does not bode well well they paid him all that money what are they going to do well uh, who knows well this year he's surely they must have realised that 
Well, they wrote the check. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what's happening there. Um, but I, I just think Keelan Cole is definitely the man now. He's definitely the one. I, don't well, I, th- I guess the thing there, though, is they, could, they had a good season. So you're yeah. never going to be in a position to take a quarterback this year. No, it's so, not one of the good ones. No, no. So unless they gave away an awful lot to try and get up the order. Um, so perhaps it's you know it's better the devil you know kind of it's still better than taking a rookie yep. or trying to risk all trying to get up for someone who you know how many times they take a first round QB and it doesn't work out there's a few of those many <laughs> and I'm just looking at Keenan Cole's ADP currently yeah, it is. no no it's not that's David Austin um, it's probably quite late I don't imagine it's this late actually anyway um so yeah, another wide receiver we need to talk about is John Brown of the Baltimore Ravens. Just quickly, yeah, there's lots of stats here for Keen Cole. Go on then. Uh, for seven hundred and forty-eight yards receiving, right? Average seventeen yards a game. Seventeen yards um, a carry. A carry. A catch even. A game. That's not going to make him the two. <laughs> no, no. Sorry, it's the way it's stretched out on here. That's right. Right. Guess how many rushing yards he had. Forty minus three, just none. None. Okay. Damn it! But he did have two fumbles. <laughs> what are you Why, you... Why are you punking me on the podcast, <laughs> mother? <laughs> Cheers, fuck. Apparently, he had some quiz lined up to try and get. Oh, me. I was going to do one, but I didn't get time. I will. I will dig it out because it's really funny. It will just be about oddities and crazy score lines and whatever. Yeah. You think you're ready, or you've seen the video? No, no, oh, no. Right. I haven't done either. Okay. So yeah, we were talking about John Brown of the Baltimore Ravens. We were. Yeah. So former Cardinal, he's got sickle cell. Obviously had lower body injuries because of the sickle cell trait, but seems fit, healthy, and can be really good. We've seen it in the past. I think he's definitely the one there. Crabtree is in massive decline, and you've only got to look at the draft ADP for Crabtree to know that he's. And the fact Stewart's got his shirt. Yep. That's all Cash bad news. Crabtree is no more. Brown, I think, could be the one there. And Willie Sneed, he's there as well, I think. He's the, those are the three off-season acquisitions. Really like Brown. Flacco likes to target the man a lot. They've got tight end, which Flacco likes. It was Hayden Hurst, but I don't know who their tight end is. Now, Hayden Hurst is injured. Hold on. Okay, I'll keep talking about the wide receivers. So, yeah, I think John Brown will be... Joe Flacco, safety, safety. Sparky, go. Right, Hayden Hurst, Nick Boyle, Max Williams with two X's. No, Max with two X's. It's almost triple X. Um, yeah, he, so he won't be Hayden Hurst. He's out four to six weeks with a fractured foot, I believe, or had one of the two, an appendage. <laughs> and, <laughs> an appendage of some sort. <laughs> um, right. So, yeah, I, I think John Brown, and he's a steal. He's an absolute steal in... I don't, I don't have his... In front of me, I'd, it'd take me ages to find him. But he's a long way down at this yeah. um, Devante Parker is another one. He's going to be drafted. If you're in a short eight to ten man league, I just people have been absolutely gunning Parker in in preseason because last year he was toilet. He was, <laughs> he was really bad last year. But what you got, what you rem, got to remember is he's going up against one of the best corners in the league. Now I think the corner's name is Xavier something or other. No, that's not right. I'm thinking of Xavier Rhodes. Mm. Whoever their cornerback is, is according to the podcast I was listening to earlier, 
is fire. Like he's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. And why are you shaking your head? No, 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 I'm not. Oh, I thought you were disagreeing with me. I thought no, we were no, gonna... no, I'm just trying to soak it all in. I thought we were going to get get into one about the Dolphins cornerbacks. Yeah, so as DBs go, he's pretty good, and apparently he sucked out Devontae Parker's soul in preseason, which is going to hurt any man. Obviously, you get your pride battered. So if Devontae Parker falls, he's definitely the one. Kenny Stills has never been a wide receiver one in his career, and Ryan Tannehill absolutely, you know, he loves... Devontae Parker, so... Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard. I was quite close. You were. Xavier Howard. Um, yeah, so just because he got beat by one of the best cornerbacks in the league, don't sleep on Devontae Parker. I know he's got a broken finger. Probably isn't playing week one. Yeah, I put him in one league. And, you know, he could be good. If he goes off week one and you've already got him... He's in my flex, so that'd be handy. Yeah, well, you want to move him out your flex if he's not playing week one. No, no, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Public service reminder, guy, announcement, yeah. guys. If you have any... Eagles or Falcons game players in your roster and they're in your running back or wide receiver slots, move them to your flex because that means it's more flexible and they're not, they'll be movable in and out. That's right, isn't it? You want to play your Thursday night people in your flex? Yeah, I think so. Um, Sounds about right. Just do it anyway, let us know what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I've got that the wrong way around actually. We need to, we need to confirm that. But, I think it gives you a bit more sure. flexibility. Oh, no, maybe the other way around, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, what? Yeah, maybe the other way around then. Don't play your Thursday night players in your flex because then you get flexibility for the weekend. Yeah. That's right. Just ignore the first bit of that public service. We'll cut that out. No, we'll be right. We'll leave it in. Oh, okay. We're not perfect. Are um, we not? Well, we, we try, but we quite regularly fail. <laughs> um, another pickup you want is possibly Chris Ivory. Now, I know you... Had a stab at picking him up. Well, not stabbed. You picked him up in Dynasty, I believe. Yes. Just because of Shady's. In our Dynasty League. Yeah. Well, we're, everyone's waiting to hear what's going to happen. If anything. Yeah, I mean, um, whether so it happens. Better than not. Yeah. If he goes, then that's it. And not only that. the one. But we know their O-line's a bit poo. Exactly that. So, if their O-line is terrible and Shady gets annihilated, Chris Ivory's up next. <laughs> And, and and then he'll eventually get injured and somebody else will be up next. Oh, right. Ooh, I just remembered. The Saints have just signed Mike Gillisley from the Patriots. The Patriots cut Mike Gillisley and the Saints have signed him. I think this is just an ad because they don't know who's going to be the man in the first four weeks. Not Mark uh, right. Ingram. Yeah. So Alvin Kamara, I don't think he'll see a huge workload. He hasn't got the body type to be pounded for four games. If he does... They play him like that, don't expect him to make the season. Like He won't get to the end of the season. He just doesn't have the body. He is not that type of running back. Right. So they've added Mike Gillisley. They've also got... They let go of somebody today. Jamar, I don't know. Okay. So Sparky's looking it up. Gillisley could be a fantasy option. I think if he's available, they're going to use him in the Mark Ingram role. They will play him. They've got a good record of grabbing random Joes off the street. And doing really well. Uh, what's his name? There was a guy that came in. I oh, got Jonathan Williams. And see, no, I think they've cut Jonathan Williams. I think oh, he was a surprise cut. Shane. Vereen. Shane Vereen, yeah. So I think he's still there. Yeah, Shane Vereen and Mark Gilles- Mike Gillisley, sorry, are. I just don't think they know who's going to replace Mike, Mark Ingram. So they've gone with a sort of committee back. 
And of the two, I think Gillespie's more. He's, he's proven in the NFL. He was good at the Bills. He was vulturing touchdowns off of Shady. So, oh, so Vereen's been around, been around a while. Yeah, he, I think Vereen was at Patriots. So four years at the Patriots and Giants. Yeah, and three years at the Giants. Yeah, so yeah, he's been around, but he hasn't actually been pro- as proven as Gillespie. Just Gillespie didn't fit into Belichick's system, and I think probably annoyed him a little bit. So he he sort of gave up on him. His stats don't make great reading either. <laughs> well, you know, these are these are speculative ads we, we're throwing out, Sparky. Well, no, sorry, I'm not trying to, you know. I'm just saying, in 2016, he played five games. And he went a total of 156 yards. The next season, he played all 16 and managed 164 yards. <laughs> that's, that's not great reading. No. All right, his receiving yards was better, but... Yeah. Not by a great deal, to not, be honest. Not for us. No. Not for us. So, is that it? Is that pretty much our list of players? That was it. Yeah, so there's quite a few players there, guys, to grab hold of. Yeah. Like we said, James Connor, go and get him because he could be Levy on Bell this season. And of the people on that list, my top three are Geronimo Allison, Calvin Ridley, and Anthony Miller, just because of the upside. You know, if they become ones, if Julio goes down, Calvin Ridley becomes beast basically and we love beasts here at five yard rush <laughs> oh yes um so i've you know a little bit of self-plug here my latest article is available for reading on dynasty happy hour and what's it about it's about adp mm. and i can't claim to have come up with this subject on my own because that would be plagiarism but i listened to a bit on a statistical podcast about nfl and how adp is slightly skewed now, it's pretty in-depth, and go read the article, because I would appreciate the read. But in brief, sort of, in, in a nutshell, shall we say, yeah. ADP, for all your new guys, is average draft position, and that is created by taking all the drafts that happen on their specific website, averaging that player's draft position, and then creating an average, hence yeah. ADP. Now, let's say you do a draft on a random ESPN league. And there's it's 10 teams, 12 teams, doesn't matter. You've got Joe from Alabama, let's say. Sorry, any Joes from Alabama who take offence to that, but that's what first came to mind. And he drafts his starting lineup, so he takes his seven players, including a kicker and DST, and then lets the computer do the auto-picking. Now, everybody's been in one of those stupid drafts where the computer auto-picks, and they take two quarterbacks, two tight ends, two DSTs, and you get nobody on your bench, and it's annoying. Not yeah. only is it annoying, but it changes... Oh, it a false representation. It, exactly. It gives an unfair ADP because defence's ADP start rising. Players who are bench spots or even you know flex plays start dropping. And therefore, the ADP on public sites, not public sites, but free-to-play sites, shall we say, are not quite as true a representation if you were to use a best ball league or an MFL league where you, they're all paid leagues you pay a subscription yearly so say you do a $5 league on best on uh, draft.com let's say for your best ball or you're in an MFL league where that's in my fantasy league guys sorry if you're in one of those and you pay whatever the league fees are that year you're more likely to stay in your draft for the entirety because you've got money invested it's like if you make a bet you're pretty much going to check your bet slip at some point because there's money involved. Yep. Whereas if you're on your lunch break and you think, oh, I'll do a draft here, 
and you click the draft and when you go into the draft room you get oh it says 3 minutes and 13 seconds till the draft and you completely forget about it your team is going to be auto picking for the entire thing and therefore the computer will fill your starting roster and yada yada like we just said so if you go onto mfl10s.com or draft.com and grab their ADP list as opposed to the ADP list on the site you're drafting on it's a much truer representation and you can get much better values so for instance Jimmy Graham's value on mfls.com is like 24 so it's two rounds in a 12 team later than it is in your home league on ESPN right? because people who are paying to play are a bit more knowledgeable they know their stuff a bit more they've done the research because like I just said Mm. there's money on the line so people are taking Jimmy Graham way too early in home leagues so you can sit there with your paid ADP if you like and see that Jimmy Graham's gone too early you get another two players pick in those two rounds between when he went and when you could have should have taken him and you've got yourself a draft steal with those next two rounds it, it doesn't work so much in the first few rounds because you know studs go and it doesn't matter whether yeah no of course yeah I mean it'd be one hell of a league to see the top you know ten players not go in the first two rounds exactly that I mean even Aaron Rodgers has gone 101 in yeah. some paid yeah, leagues so uh, you know it doesn't work so much in the top rounds because average Joe from Alabama or Mike the paid player from London are going to take starts in the first few rounds it's when you get later down so your mid rounds your late rounds that's when you can really grab bargains value and yeah add that depth to your roster exactly that and it's not just wide receivers it's running backs tight ends quarterbacks everybody um, so yeah go, there's a few examples on my article Okay. Again, so go read it, guys. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. And yeah, top work, sir. Thank you very much. If I had a hat, I'd doff it to you. <laughs> I appreciate your virtual doff. So we we this is it. This is the last episode before football. I can't believe it. I know. It's I, finally here. Well, uh, uh, I don't have words. I've just if got, only we had a sound desk to make some exciting noises. We do. I'm just learning how to use it properly. Because like, we don't want to give you a rubbish product. There's, there'd be no point. Yeah. So, unlike last year where we had a bit of paper that Sparky <laughs> crumpled up in the microphone. There was some shocking efforts, I must admit. <laughs> but, you know, we have to make do with what we got. We are not a high-budget set-up. No. And uh, we literally have to run two pages of paper together to make a noise. That's what we'll do. Yeah, no, I hear that. <laughs> so, with it being the last week, we might as well talk about how the format of the podcast is going to go on in the future. Now, last year... Sparky's looking at his notes. He's got nothing. This is this is gonna this is gonna baffle him. We're, we're going undrafted, unscripted for the whole year. Well, we are, we would be undrafted, so why not? Let's do it. No, right. not, not for the whole year. <laughs> Good lord, no. Um, our shows are going to pretty much always be on a Tuesday. Yeah, just because that's when waivers, you know, waivers get processed on a Wednesday morning, and everybody needs a waiver list. And I think we were pretty successful last year helping our leagues out, our league. Whereas this year, good god, are we in some leagues? Yeah. So what we're going to do each week is we are going to start with probably the news like we should do every week. We're going to drop the NFL scores from our pod because, let's face it, we used that as a bit of a time buffer last year talking about the scores. If there's some good plays and games, yeah, sure, we'll talk about them. We might have some plays of the week. But we're going to hit the news straight away, obviously, with uh, the beer in tow. We'll, hit the, we'll, we'll talk about our beer of the week first, then we'll hit the news. We'll do the important stuff, yeah. And then we'll talk about our leagues independently. And what what may happen is 
our podcast will be shorter, but it will be because each league will have its own podcast, or depending on time, how long it takes us to talk about each league, it might just be one slightly longer podcast, and if you're in other leagues, you might just have to put up with the sound of Sparky and I talking about other leagues. I'm not sure yet, but so we've got our original league from last year, the Red Zone Threat OG. Yeah. We've got the Red Zone Threat Dynasty League now. Yeah. Uh, you and I are in, well, the Epsom Dynasty and the Epsom Redraft. Yeah. We're also in a couple of Kickers Matters leagues. We're probably not going to talk about them so much just because they're not really relevant to our pod. I mean, if we hammer someone from the Kickers Matter podcast we might let them know might let them know via the pod but otherwise our main three leagues would be the OG League the Red Zone Threat Dynasty and our Listener League which yeah. is pretty exciting it drafts tonight it's a 12 team oh yes it was a 20 team but we couldn't fill it because people I just don't think people I think by then people are in enough leagues and we should have done it earlier but that doesn't matter it's 12 team which is slightly deeper than anything else yeah the red zone threat has got going on so we're pretty excited about the five yard rush listener league and yeah it's going to be quite good fun drafting tonight just because there's people we've never drafted with before in it so we don't know how that's going to go obviously with our OG league and I'm going to hammer the chat though I'm going to try and put people off no I like that gain a tactical advantage just by annoying him so I'm one not of, competitive, but damn, I'm gonna win! That's so loud on the spike bar. <laughs> Apologies for the the noise that's just ruined your life. Um, yeah, so there's someone from America jumping in at two p.m. their time. Sweet. There's somebody, so Jack from Kickers Matters, drafting. Yeah. He's a feisty competitor that one. But he'd love to handcuff. So whoever he takes in, he's not going to hear this before he drafts tonight. Yeah. So whoever he takes in the first round, just take his handcuff and then he'll trade him. Yeah. So that, oh, that's one of my. I've got a sneaky little. We've got somebody who's drafting with their partner. She's American, a big Steelers fan, so they're drafting together. They're having a team together, which would be quite good fun. Yeah. Um, who else is in it? There's all oh, um, Nick, who hosted the podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> and he might do Excuse some more me. this year as well. Yeah. You'd be pleased to know. <laughs> you might get some more information. As <laughs> opposed to just criticism. Irrelevant. Yeah. So yeah, Nick's friend Oscar is in the league. I drafted with him the other night, but he just said I want another league. So I said, "Come along, yeah, man. Yeah. There's, there's loads of space." So he's drafting. There's a couple of other people. Sorry if I've forgotten you, but it's going to be quite exciting just to have a draft with a few people because you know the OG and the Dynasty pretty much went exactly the same way. Steve took all the Colts. Josh took whoever I wanted. Yeah. Stuart took the players he had last year. My voice is falling apart on the podcast. This is horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I don't know what's happening here. It's getting emotional. <laughs> it's two days to go. I, I'm so excited, man. I genuinely cannot wait. And two days to go means it's, what, six weeks till the games? I may have a child by then, but Sparky's going to take my tickets if not. So he's going regardless. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> but I can't wait. So, you know... Guys, we would really appreciate some reviews on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Yeah. It really helps us get noticed and out there. Yeah, likes and shares. Yeah, if you listen, just give us a review. It doesn't even have to say much. Just give us a five-star review. It takes no time out of your day whatsoever. And we've got the breaking news. We have. Oh, I would the Lions that. have just signed former Eagles running back, Donnell Pumphrey. What? what? Why have they signed another running back? Oh man, Carry On Johnson has just taken a dive again. 
He must be a squad fill. Has to be. Breaking news at the end of the pod. Yeah. How about that, Rush Nation? So yeah, go find it. Give us a review. We'd absolutely love it. Come us on socials. It's at Five Yard Rush. It's YRD Rush because some clown on Twitter already had our handle. And we don't even use it. And we don't even use it. So we should <laughs> we should send him a message seeing if he'll hand it over. So I can get on that. You're our Twitter man. Oh, okay. Sort right. that out. Right. Yeah, so go find us on socials at Five Yard Rush. Find us if you well, keep listening on all the podcast stations. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. Leave you us know a what to do, yeah. Yeah, you need but yeah. So guys, it's been emotional. Two days to go. Sparky cannot wait. Oh. It's been too long. Why is it such a long off season? Every you ask that every other show. Yeah. We, it's because it's a physical game. And on that note, we're out of here. It's been fun. Always. Talk to you next Tuesday. <laughs> Keep rushing. See you later. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PREP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PREP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. 